Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to a workshop that I am hosting the first week of June. This workshop is going to focus entirely on digital marketing. And the goal of this workshop is to help you bust through the confusion and overwhelm so that you can conquer digital marketing and grow your flower business. I am going to share with you in this workshop my step-by-step framework for leveraging digital marketing as a florist, and you will walk away with a personalized blueprint, clear action plan so that you know exactly where to focus your time, effort, and energy. And we're going to dive into understanding the most efficient and effective advertising platforms for you to market your business, how to leverage social media, and exactly where to prioritize your spending so that you can get your business in front of your dream customers. This workshop is being hosted online. Yes, if you can't join me live, there will be a video replay so that you can play catch up in your own time. I will leave the link to sign up to this workshop in the show notes so that you can grab your spot today. And then you get to join me on Zoom and we get to workshop your digital marketing plan and you get to make the most of the rest of 2024. So I would love to see you there. And I am so incredibly excited to host this workshop, share my process with you and make sure that you are crystal clear on exactly what to do to get found by those dream customers. So visit the link in the show notes, grab your spot today, and I will see you at the workshop. Welcome to the Thrive Podcast. I'm Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll share all we've learned about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. I'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Oh, friends, it's another week and we have just come off the back of our first Fur Florist workshops and it was amazing. (laughs) That's all I have to say about it. Amazing for so many reasons. And for those of you who came, I want to say thank you so much for investing in yourself and joining us on this journey. And it's incredible. I don't know. It's absolutely incredible. And there's definitely more to come. And my brain is spinning as per usual. And one idea goes in and 477 ideas come out. (laughs) So I am trying to embrace the philosophy of slow down, consider these ideas, map things out, come back and revisit them, take time to reflect, feel what resonates, and stay connected with you guys. And everyone who has been sending questions through, emails through, ideas through, stopping by to say hi, I just, yeah, it's amazing. So thank you and keep them coming. And if you haven't heard from me, don't stress. I will get there. I will get there. And today, I wanted to talk you through this question that I know is on a lot of people's minds, but definitely is in response to one of the listeners asking about undertaking styled shoots. And there's this whole world norm, tradition possibly, and I would say particularly in America, and it's particularly prevalent on photos on Pinterest, but it's also how many of the American wedding blogs get their content, is that photographers will collaborate with florists and stylists and venues and caterers and you name it. And come together and spend an afternoon, a day, an evening doing what is referred to as a styled shoot. So essentially a styled shoot is, I would say in most cases, a collaboration 
with an asterisk next to it, but a collaboration between a small group of industry individuals who have come together with, I hope, a shared vision for bringing a very specific concept to life. So in many cases, a styled shoot might include a model, a calligrapher, a linen company, catering company, a hire company, a stylist, a photographer, you name it, kind of the definition is as broad as you want it to be. So it doesn't necessarily need to be anything in particular, but the end objective is to have photos that are used to, in essence, promote the vendors who have come together for that specific project. So in many cases, the project might be led by either a stylist, the photographer, or the florist in many cases. So you might actually get asked to participate in a styled shoot, or you might decide that you want to collaborate with like-minded vendors and to create a styled shoot. And I think so much of it is driven by the mentality that you have in coming into that project. And I will share a few little anecdotes and stories of the styled shoots we have been a part of. And at the end of the episode, I am going to talk through just some very specific recommendations because I think particularly when you're in the first couple years of your business, it's so easy to get wrapped up in thinking that you should be, should be doing a styled shoot of a certain type of thing. And that is so driven by the fact that like Pinterest and these blogs and people's Instagram feeds are so perfectly curated that you think you should be doing something along those lines. And I want to just raise a few thoughts, ideas, questions in terms of a few different ways to go about it because we have had some amazing success in terms of trying to achieve our, our business objectives by going a bit of a different path. So I just want to open your eyes to a few different things to think about, different ways to go about it. So taking a deep breath, let's all breathe for a minute. In most cases, styled shoots will have a leader of the team, right? So somebody who is on a very specific mission in terms of what they're trying to achieve in making the styled shoot happen. I would say in most cases, it's in your interest to be that leader. So you can decide there is absolutely nothing stopping you. There's literally nothing stopping you from reaching out to strangers on the internet, as creepy as that sounds, photographers, stylists, hair and makeup artists, venues, you name it, you are allowed to reach out to anybody you want to, connect with them and say, would you be interested in working on this specific project with me? So being the leader of that collaboration means that you are in the driver's seat. You are absolutely allowed to dictate the tone, the palette, the shot list, the location, everything about it. Right, So don't be afraid to take the initiative and decide that this is something that you want to do. Literally, the worst thing that can happen is you can contact somebody and they can say no. That is the worst thing that can happen, which means you are no worse off than you were an hour ago before you emailed them. Now, your brain is going to tell you, and you're probably going to jump into this mental game of you are not a bad person, nobody likes you, all of your seven-year-old fears and doubts will come to the surface. But the fact is, you emailed somebody, they said no. That's all that matters. Like, literally nothing is different. Then you can move on to the next person. And one of the things that I did as part of the workshop last week was reached out to a vendor who I've worked with probably a hundred times in a totally different capacity and knew that she was playing with and pushing herself out of her comfort zone to do photography and move into a different space. And I love her work and I admire everything that she does. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to ask her if she'd be interested in participating in this workshop in a very different form because I am 100% in support of her 
her mission and people wanting to stretch themselves out of their comfort zone and I want to pay her to do that to become a part of this mini little tribe of people that I want to stay connected with. So I reached out to her and the stars aligned and all the goodness happened and it's amazing. But I have to tell you, I have reached out to so many other people before that and the answer has been no. And that's fine. You know, I absolutely would reach out to people and they'd say, oh no, I'm no longer interested in doing that kind of thing. And on some degree, I did absolutely take it personally. But at the other end, it's like, you know what? I have so much respect for these people and saying, I no longer want to do that type of thing. It's phenomenal, right? Because you can absolutely still learn from that because it is possible that in a few months, in a few years time, somebody might ask you to participate in something and you can turn around and say, I'm sorry, I'm no longer interested in doing that thing, right? Absolutely. So that is Talking in Circles episode number one for Kathleen in this podcast series. <laughs> but I do encourage you to simply reach out to people whose work you admire and say, would you be interested in collaborating with me on this project? Literally, the worst thing that can happen to you is they either do not reply or they say no. But it is not a personal affront against you. And then you can simply move on to the next person. And it's absolutely like everything else, I think, in business. Sometimes the volume game is what you need to think about, right? So in sales, no simply means next does not mean that you're a bad person. It does not mean that you are not capable. It does not mean that you are not going to be successful. It simply means that person is not meant to work with you. So I would absolutely recommend putting some thought into thinking. Well, that's profound, Kathleen. Put some thought into thinking about initiating your own styled shoot. And I know it can be scary, but I tell you what, the benefit is 100% in your favor. So in the few instances that we have participated in other people's styled shoots, I 100% did not have the confidence to ask questions. And I was driven by some combination, I think, of my ego and my lack of confidence or insecurity, right? So I want to share those experiences with you guys so that if you get asked to participate in somebody else's style shoot, that you are doing it for the right reasons and that you get the best out of it. So if you are asked to participate in somebody else's style shoot, here are a few questions, thoughts, ideas to consider. One, have they created a shot list? Now, if you ever work in a professional photography, like commercial photography environment in particular, like when we were working back in the advertising days and had to pull together the final artwork or the final version of an ad, part of the production is to go out and coordinate a photo shoot. To make the most of the time that we had with the photographer, the talent, the hair and makeup artist, the location you know, the client, our time, all the things, we had a very specific shot list. So it's no different to a grocery list, right? So if you're shooting a product in an advertising sense, you might say, okay, we need to shoot this product close up, horizontal, vertical, at a distance, horizontal, vertical, in situ, horizontal, vertical, we need to get a picture of this specific label or this specific angle or, you know, it literally is a grocery list. And when it comes to photography, you then add on this whole idea of I need to shoot horizontal and I need to shoot vertical. And then as you work through the day, you literally check those things off. Then in and amongst all that, you build in a little bit of flexibility and free time so that the photographer and basically the creative director are allowed to go off and have a little bit of fun, experiment, and they might get something even better than what's on that shot list. But you know, at an absolute minimum, that that shot list, those deliverables, those items that are on that grocery list are going to be captured. The worst 
thing you could do is show up on the day with no clear vision and no structure as to what needs to happen. If you can walk in on the day and say, this is at an absolute minimum, the list of images, photos, shots that I want to get, the outcome is going to be so much better. So if you are asked to participate in somebody else's styled shoot, don't be afraid to ask for a specific shot list. My alarm bells go off if they A, don't have one, B, have no plan to put one together, and C, if you show up on the day and there's no shot list, lower your expectations. It's not to say that it's all been a mistake, but it simply means it may not be as organized as somebody else may have envisioned. Don't be afraid as well to provide your specific requirements in terms of that shot list. So we did a photo shoot with a local venue down here and showed up with, they had done like a mood board, but there wasn't necessarily a specific shot list. At the end of the day, that venue was the one that coordinated the shoot they absolutely were the ones that benefited the most from that shoot. The photos that I ended up taking just on my iPhone, in some instances, were ones that I actually liked way more than the photos that we got at the end of the day. And that is driven by a few different things, but I think if I could go back and do that one again, I would absolutely ask the coordinator of that photo shoot to send through the shot list because then it's also going to allow you to understand what the overall objective of that photo shoot is, right? If they are going to be shooting a lot of wide angle, grand vista from a distance images, you can pretty much guarantee that your flowers are not going to be front and center, right? Because then it's all about the environment, it's all about the kind of ambiance and the experience that are being offered there. It's not about the details. And so often when you're shooting flowers, it needs to be about the details. So in addition to the shot list, the next item I would look at is what are they actually expecting from you? So that can be a direct relation to the shot list itself, because if they have a shot list that says, you know, close up of the table, close up of the linens, close up of the bride or the model holding a bouquet, close up of the ceremony installation, you know that these are the types of things that you're going to be creating on the day. And you also know that they have your interests in part of the consideration, right? So if you aren't going to stand up and speak your point of view, don't expect them to deliver pictures that you will be able to use at the end of the day. This has nothing to do with your value as a human being. It is literally just human nature, right? Squeaky wheel gets the attention. Whoever is speaking up and pushing for their point of view, pushing for their image to be captured is going to get the best photos. So push yourself out of your comfort zone, stand around, tell the model how to hold your flowers, go in there, adjust the ribbon, adjust your flowers, adjust the details, and you're gonna be so much happier with the end result. And with all of that, I will also say, treat the styled shoot like a real job or project. Even if you're not getting paid to do that work, manage it and treat it like a real job. Doing a styled shoot is very similar to doing a legitimate wedding or event. Same thing, right? So treat it like a real job. Write yourself up a little production schedule. Write yourself up the things you need to take with you on the day. Treat it like a real job. The next question to ask, and I think this is something to be very mindful of, as the florist being asked to participate in a styled shoot, you are one of the few vendors who has to invest a lot of money. The only other people who are investing and having to pay real money are film photographers, cake makers, sometimes a calligrapher, sometimes a hair and makeup artist, right? So if you are the bridal gown supplier, in most cases, you are simply bringing a sample of the gown that is a floor sample that is just another sample that sits on the floor. 
of your shop, right? You're not actually having to go out and pay more money. If you're a digital photographer, you are giving up a huge amount of time, but you're not necessarily having to outlay a whole bunch of money. Flowers are not free. People have no concept of the fact that florists have to go out there and pay real money for their flowers to do anything, which is great because it means you have control over which product you buy. However, nobody else is thinking about the fact that you have to outlay a lot of money to buy the flowers yourself. So don't be afraid to ask if somebody can help pitch in and pay for the cost of your flowers. Don't be afraid if somebody's asking you to participate in a collaboration, don't be afraid to use the fact that you have to pay a lot of money for your flowers as a way to negotiate to get more out of the styled shoot. Bring it to their attention. You don't need to be bitchy about it, but they need to know that you have to pay real money to participate in this. Now, I am all for participating in collaborations and styled shoots to fulfill a specific objective, to explore a mechanic, to test out a color palette, to be creative. However, make sure that the people that you are working with understand that you have to pay for your flowers and don't be afraid to speak your mind about that. <laughs> right? Nobody is thinking about it. Nobody's realizing that your flowers don't come from a magical machine. You don't have a secret suitcase in a back room. None of these things, right? They don't realize that. So don't feel bad about raising awareness of the fact that you need to pay for your flowers. So can somebody help you cover the cost of the flowers? Particularly if you are being asked to participate, they're not going to pay you your going rate, they're not going to pay you for the full value of the project, then I think that they need to, at a bare minimum, cover the cost of your flowers. The next thing to ask is the timing in terms of when those photos will be made available. And when I say treat this like a real project, mark this in your calendar. If they say you will have access to the photos within 10 days, in your calendar, make sure you follow up with them within 10 days. It's very possible that everybody else gets wrapped up in their own little world and they kind of forget about some of the vendors who participated in these projects. There's no shame in treating this like a real project and asking them exactly when those photos will be made available and mark that in your calendar. And the next question to ask is clarity on usage. So, so much of the benefit of participating in styled shoots and collaborations is that your work will be shown on other people's social and marketing platforms. But what are the expectations? What are the agreements? Get it all in writing in terms of what the expectations are of who's being tagged, how you're going to be tagged, if there's any special hashtags, but making sure that all the venues are credited, I should say vendors are credited in terms of using and working on those collaborations. Because you are going to be pretty pissed off if in a year's time somebody has taken your photo and you're not getting credited. The exact same thing is true in the opposite case. If you've participated in a styled shoot, everybody has agreed to the fact that nobody's actually getting paid, that it's all time for effort, you need to make sure that the crediting and the usage is clear, is clear with everybody involved. So. Recapping, a few things to think about if you are asked to participate in somebody else's styled shoot. Do they have a shot list? I would say at a bare minimum, most actually will, will create a mood board, but do they have a specific shot list? If they don't, push them for one, and at a bare minimum, send them through the shots that you require. It shows a level of professionalism that nobody's even comprehending. <laughs> so pretend that you work at a fancy advertising agency, right? Oh, I'm going to pretend like I'm Kathleen back in whatever years those were. That was a long time ago that I used to work in advertising and we would have a very specific shot list. Do it. Don't be shy. Get clarity as to what exactly they're expecting from you. Get them to itemize it. So 
if they're not going to have a specific shot list, they are going to have scenarios, vignettes, ideas, concepts that they're looking to shoot. Get them to outline in detail what those are so that you can turn around and say, okay, then these are the images that I want captured on the list. Treat it like a real job, like a real project. Pull together a production list for yourself, pull together a event day checklist, all the things. Pull together an ingredients list, understand how much you're happy to budget for flowers for yourself. Related to that, can they cover the wholesale cost of your flowers? If they want you to participate, can they cover the wholesale cost of your flowers? If not, you need to think very carefully as to if you want to participate because you are investing a huge amount of time and a big chunk of money and you need to get out of that shoot things that you feel are of value. Don't be afraid to ask them for the timing of the photographs. When will they be made available? And seek clarity on the usage. Who to tag on social, who to credit when and where and how and why, any special hashtags, all of the things. So that's if you are asked to participate in somebody else's collaboration. Don't be surprised. And I would strongly encourage you, if you are asked to collaborate in somebody else's photo shoot, assume the answer is no. Assume the answer is no. That you are not going to participate in it unless you can outline for yourself exactly what you are hoping to get out of it. I tell you what, do not participate in the photo shoot if you are not going to get a single thing out of it. Now, by in quotes, I mean getting something out of it. Those things can be so broad. It could be anything from... I want to build connections with those vendors. I want to work with that photographer. I want to shoot something at that location. I want to capture images of the shoot happening and put them up on social media just to show that I am busy. I want to play with a different color palette. I want to experiment with this mechanic. I want to play with these flowers. All of those things are very valid reasons. Right? You can go into a styled shoot for reasons other than trying to get the final photos available. I have worked on styled shoots with vendors who I am still connected with and I am so grateful that I did those styled shoots. You will never, ever, ever see the images anywhere <laughs> of our flowers used at that venue. And that's totally fine. But the other vendors that I connected with on the day, 100%. That is why I did that. I'm also grateful that I got to play with the flowers I got to play with and learn a few things and play with color, understand like the size of a bouquet in comparison to specific sizes of models, all the things, right? You will learn something with every shoot that you do, but simply write out for yourself why you're doing it. And it is totally okay to do it for reasons other than the actual end product photos. But just be clear with yourself. And let me go back and look at my notes. Yes, so why are you participating? So it's very possible that it is about the photos. It's about capturing photos of your work. It's about building relationships with the venues. It's about gaining exposure and getting your images and your work shown on other people's social media platforms, marketing platforms, advertising, brochures, everything, right? It's about gaining exposure. It can also be about you being able to show something on your own social media. Here's a bit of an ironic situation. You can choose to participate in somebody else's styled shoot and the stories that you show on your social media don't necessarily even need to reflect the work that you've done. It's just the fact that you're busy, you are engaged with people, you're building relationships, and you're out there doing stuff, right? People want to work with busy people. People want to get booked with people who are doing other people's work. And that is a way to show that, right? So don't be afraid to participate in a styled shoot, in a photo shoot, in, you know, 
an event with a vendor and go in there very intentional around capturing images and putting it up on your own social media, right? There's absolute value in that. So a couple of thoughts around the photographer themselves. A question I wish I had asked myself in my first style shoot, perhaps look at the photographer's work and ask yourself, do I even like their style? <laughs> I know it sounds so obvious, but so easy to overlook, right? Because you get so excited in the fact that you're being asked to participate in somebody's style shoot. Every photographer is going to have a different approach and a different style. Don't be afraid to look at their work and ask yourself if you even like their style. The answer could be no. And it's okay to say no to that styled shoot because you don't like the photographer's style, right? The way that all of us of Floris have different approaches, different styles, different design aesthetics, photography is no different, right? So don't be afraid to look at that photographer's work and say, their aesthetic doesn't align with your aesthetic. And you can say no in the most compassionate way possible. Oh, don't worry, they will move on to the next vendor. You are not breaking anybody's heart if you say no. <laughs> on the flip side, if you want to organize your own style shoot, find a photographer whose work you admire. 100%, I would start at the top of the rung, right? Go out there with the people who you really want to work with and start there. The worst thing that they can say is no, you are no worse off. 100% no worse off. But find people whose photography style you really like. And when you're pulling vendors together, if you're going to lead the charge in pulling together a styled shoot, find photographers whose style you really like, whose vision you align with, and who, as people, you want to really connect with. It can take a little while to find these people, but don't necessarily feel like you need to work with that person over there if they're a total douchebag. You don't have to work with them. You don't have to work with them at all. So things you might want to consider in terms of other vendors to work with if you want to organize your own style shoot. Photographer, it's the obvious one. So do a little bit of research, reach out, talk to people. And I will just add a few thoughts at the end around different types of photography because we've had some great success stories and I just want to share those with you. So photographer is number one, the location and or the venue. So absolutely, you could go to a beach, you can go to a park, but don't be afraid to actually reach out to local wedding and event venues. Now, there are venues who are going to charge you for like a photo shoot fee. But I can guarantee you there are also going to be other venues around you that don't give a rat's ass and are happy for you to show up, right? So put a little bit of extra energy and effort into something and say you don't necessarily need to pay a location fee if you find the right venue. Particularly if you find vendors who are happy to then have access to your images as a way of compensation, right? So a little bit harder to do if you're trying to work at a restaurant that operates over lunchtime or something like that. But if you have a local hotel, convention center, B&B, &B, park, beach, <laughs> absolutely don't be afraid to say as a form of compensation, they can have access to all the images and use them on their social media as well. Again, communicate to them the expectations around crediting, tagging on social media and marketing, all their marketing platforms. Like it's not uncommon that if somebody wants to use an image from a styled shoot in their advertising, that there needs to be a photo credit and or reference to the stylist, the coordinator, florist, cake maker, stationary, calligrapher, etc., etc., etc. All of those things are very, very common. So photographer, the location, and then the details. So do you want to incorporate linen, stationery, ribbons, 
Bosware, calligraphers, stylists, cake makers, right? World is your oyster. So put some thought into your mood board and your shot list and then start to think through who those additional vendors might be. You can absolutely 100% organize a styled shoot with you, a photographer, at a particular location, and you can keep it very simple. The more vendors that are involved, the more complicated the overall project is going to be, the longer your shot list is going to be, the more coordination it's going to take in general. And I think it is exponential. So if you start with the bare minimum and you say it's a photographer, a location, and it's you, it's going to be very straightforward to coordinate. It's also going to be very clear because it, in most cases, will be about your vision, collaborating with the venue, and then talking, sorry, collaborating with the photographer, and touch base with the venue and ask them if they have any specifics that they would like you to cover or avoid. That's just good courtesy, and you'll help build a better relationship because of it. And then every time you add on a new vendor, it's going to get exponentially more complicated. So if you add on linen and stationery and ribbons and boswares and calligraphers and stylists and cake makers, you are going to be herding cats and your shot list is going to be epic. And I can guarantee you if you had that many vendors on your collaboration list, you are probably going to end up losing sight of the specific images that even you want to take. So don't be afraid to keep it very, very simple. And to wrap up today, a few thoughts on photographers. So I think the norm is to reach out to traditional wedding photographers and ask them if you can do a collaboration with them. But a few other thoughts have worked very well for us. So one is reaching out to somebody who is trying to establish themselves, right? So there's going to be a photographer, in quotes, at your level who is trying to build their own portfolio, who would love to learn and experiment in taking pictures of flowers. Those people exist, they are out there. Don't be afraid to put a simple call out on social media and see who responds. Easy as that. But what we have had a huge amount of success with is this group of photographers, this collection of photographers out there who consider themselves brand photographers. So with the rise of social media, with the rise of people putting so much energy and intention and attention to their Instagram feeds, there is this world, this niche of photographers who exist all over the world, who are called brand photographers, who you can pay somewhere between 300, 500, and $1,000 to take photos of you and your work. It is so simple and it's so straightforward and the value of actually paying these people to do that job, the results have been amazing, like so incredibly amazing. And it, they have, in one instance, I think, well, in both instances, actually, they've cost us less than $1,000 to do this. And you get a very robust library of images and it's less around like trying to capture photos that are like a wedding and way more around building a content library for you to pull from. So consider this idea. Find yourself a location, find yourself a brand photographer, and you're going to pay them less than $1,000 and you'll have access to them for like a certain chunk of time. Create yourself a shot list, a mood board, plan out your recipe, plan out your ingredients, figure out what you want that photographer to capture, provide them with a shot list. You will be astounded at the results because they, those photographers, a brand photographer comes at that photography from a very different perspective than a wedding and events photographer does. They come at it from, I think, much more of a comprehensive storytelling point of view, right? So they're focused on capturing the littlest details 
all the way up to the broader picture and the broader context. And being able to have a library of images of you doing your work is exactly what you need. And as much as everybody fears and it gets insecure about showing up on social media, if you can invest a few hundred dollars in a brand photography shoot, you will have felt so much more confident about somebody else taking those photos of you doing your work. And even if you don't like the pictures of you, the pictures of you and your hands crafting things, stripping roses, tying the ribbon on the bouquet, putting flowers into an installation, all of those details, if you start putting those up on your Instagram feed, seriously, best investment you can make this year. So consider taking a bit of an alternative route and finding a local brand photographer, right? So it's not necessarily somebody who's out there shooting weddings and events. Instead, they are pitching themselves to other businesses to create content and capture beautiful photos of their creations, of them creating their creations. And again, brand photographers all have a different style, but one thing that they do so well is that they almost always put the creator at the center of the photo, right? So you're going to then have access to, I would say, a hundred photos of you doing your work, of beautiful flowers, of you in your craft, of your work in progress, of your final installation, and it is amazing, absolutely amazing. So that's the route I would absolutely encourage you to do because one, paying a vendor to do a job, you're going to get a better outcome. Two, you are 100% in control of that shot list. Three, you get to decide how much you pay for your flowers, the type of creations that you make, the location that you shoot at, what you're wearing, how your hair is done, all of the things. Like you are 100% in control of all of it. And definitely, definitely, definitely put time into thinking about that shot list. Create yourself a mood board. Again, go back to the idea of create, sorry, manage this like it is a real job. Spend time on Pinterest looking at the photos that other people have taken, color palettes, details, all the things, right? all the things. You could absolutely organize a brand shoot and you can either pay for or ask a ribbon company, a calligrapher, a stationery maker, somebody, a linen company, if you could either hire their items for yourself or in pay, instead of paying them for hire, say that you're going to credit them in the photos. But they don't even necessarily need to be at that photo shoot, right? So don't be afraid to do something like that a brand photo shoot. And the price point of hiring these brand photographers is so much more achievable for all of us than having to worry about trying to convince a wedding and events florist to collaborate with you on the day. So paying a brand photographer, in most cases, less than $1,000, and you're going to get 100 images on the other end, to which you have complete control over that shot list, such an incredible investment. And these brand photographers are used to working with businesses and set up programs where they have regular photo shoots that happen even once a quarter, right? So they might work with specific, particularly like online influencers, and they have regular photo shoots set up every like 10, 12 weeks. And those people go through and they have a very specific shot list. They might have six or seven outfit changes right? You can decide to do whatever you want. And it's a phenomenal, phenomenal investment. If you want to, if you're really trying to be aware of how much money you spend on things, and you do have an upcoming wedding or event, consider, and I will put a few asterisks around this, but consider hiring a brand photographer to come with you when you have a wedding or event that you're doing for a client. 100% get the client's permission, tell them this is what you're doing. But if you have an event coming up that you're really excited by, that you're doing an amazing installation for, or 
you know, a ceremony set up or something, consider the idea of having that brand photographer come with you. Now, I will say a couple caveats to this. One, make sure you have plenty of time. If it's super rush job, if it's not going to be something that you can take a little, an extra half an hour or an hour to do the setup with, don't do it. The other thing I would say is if you're going to be inside and there's no natural light, don't do it. <laughs> you need beautiful natural light to get beautiful images. Yes? Yes. So consider the idea of finding a brand photographer near you. They exist. They're all over the place. Put a call out on Instagram, connect with people and see if anybody knows a good brand photographer. Save your money up and it will be the best investment you make in the early stages of your business. The last thing I will also say is don't shy away from the idea of organizing a photo shoot with yourself. And I know this sounds crazy and it may not sound like a real job or a real project or a good use of your time, but trust me when I tell you, if you can learn to take photos of your work and of yourself, <laughs> it's an amazing skill to have. So don't underestimate the value of setting aside and again, treat it like a real project. Sit down, research Pinterest, come up with your own mood board, what is your shot list, plan your ingredients, what are you going to create, and then make the time, understand natural light, play with different angles, make the time to have a photo shoot with yourself, and you can even just use your iPhone. This doesn't need to be anything complicated, but you need to come at it like a real project, and you need to be open in terms of experimenting. There's so much training and free videos on YouTube around how to take good photos. Hot tip, Google how to food photography because food photography and flower photography, very similar, very, very similar. So go out there and understand how to watch videos on how to take beautiful pictures of food, translate that to flowers and experiment, right? All you will have lost is a few hours of your time and you will have learned so much in terms of how to photograph things. So don't be afraid to set up and coordinate a styled shoot with yourself. And I know that sounds nutty. It sounds absolutely nutty, but it is absolutely worthwhile and it's worth the time and energy and investment. And the way that we practice making things with our flowers, you need to do the same thing from a photography point of view right? If it takes, if we set an hour aside for intentional practice in terms of floral design, set an hour aside for intentional practice with your camera, with your phone, anything, right? Intentional practice, because that's the only way you get better. You can't just necessarily pick your phone up and learn exactly how to do it. That doesn't happen to people, right? All of the photographers in the world have invested a lot of time and energy learning and training themselves how to take photos. There's no reason you can't do the same thing. And do not let the technology stop you. Just use your iPhone. No more excuses. So those are all of my thoughts, and I'm sure I've missed a few things in terms of managing, coordinating, thinking about styled shoots. Ooh, I will say, there's absolutely nothing wrong if you are coordinating your own styled shoot with other vendors or being asked to participate in somebody else's styled shoot with other vendors. There is absolutely nothing wrong with setting up a contract, a written agreement between all the parties to say, this is what we're doing. This is the intention behind it. This is the day that it's happening on. This is what I expect everybody to bring to the table. This is how we're going to credit everybody. This is when the photos are going to be made available, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera particularly, particularly if you are one of my girls in the United States of America. It is an incredibly litigious country. I love that word. Contracts are very normal. If you are in the early stages of your business, put your hat on like you're an experienced professional. How would an experienced professional manage this photo shoot? How would they manage this relationship? Put it in writing and be professional. Pretend like you work for some big multinational company. 
Somebody's going to have a contract. Somebody's just going to have an agreement. It doesn't need to be anything formal or intimidating. It simply needs to be, these are my professional thoughts put on paper. This is what I expect of everybody. It raises the bar in terms of professionalism 150,000 times. So don't be afraid to put yourself in that leadership position. Document exactly what you expect from everybody and send it around to the masses. And that is the case whether you are the person coordinating the photo shoot or if you are being asked to participate in the photo shoot. That level of professionalism is missing in so many instances. It is also going to be the thing that's going to save your emotions down the track. Because you might have participated in a styled shoot. Nobody's written down exactly this is what the agreement is with everybody. Nobody's demonstrated that level of professionalism. And you're wandering around wondering why you haven't gotten your photos. Go into this like an experienced professional. Pretend like you work at some big multinational corporate company. Somebody's going to have written down expectations, right? By default, humans are bad communicators. So be a good communicator and put your expectations down on paper. And if you're in America, don't be afraid to do it in a litigious, contractual way. And I know it takes it to a whole other sphere, but it's the nature of the culture of America, right? Don't be afraid to get a, could just be one page that says, we all collectively agree to A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Please all sign or acknowledge on the bottom line. Thanks. Done right? Raises the professionalism exponentially. And I'm going to wrap it up there. But as always, if you have questions, please send them through. If you have ideas for podcast episodes, whatever it is, let me know. So happy to be of service to help and provide whatever expertise, guidance, experience, insights, knowledge, fun, entertainment I can. And I hope you have a beautiful day. If you're driving to or from the flower market, be safe. And I'm sending you lots of love. And I shall talk to you cool cats soon. Bye for now.